Welcome to the Justin and Greg Podcast. We're back for the second, but really the third time this week. Yeah, you accidentally deleted the entire podcast after we recorded it. I'm very passive-aggressive, and this is how I tell us collectively that we need to be better. What do you mean, we need to be better? It wasn't a good podcast, so I deleted it and told you it was no. an accident. No, you deleted it because you screwed it up. Whoops. Screwed it up. Happy Friday, everyone. Today is November 2nd. We're recording this on my daughter's birthday. Two years old. Man, she's celebrating today by throwing fits and calling me Greg instead of dad. Because she's like the ultimate troll. She's been kind of sick too, hasn't she? Yeah, she has. She's the best. Here's what I'm excited about this podcast. Because this time in two weeks, guess where I am? Uh, you're going to be in Timbuktu. Las Vegas. Viva. Las Vegas. We're going back to where it all began in any I'm actually so excited. And if you guys don't know the story, it's not because we love to gamble and see topless women. We've been in Vegas four times yes. in the past you know, eight months. No gambling, no no unnecessary weird Nudity. activities. Yeah. And we've just had a blast getting to know the fans of the Las Vegas Golden Knights and the team themselves. I think, have we been down? No. We were down three times, and the fourth time we were on the Jumbotron in Vegas. Oh, yeah, that we were there. It feels like we were there, but we weren't actually there. We weren't there physically, but a digital representation of us was. Anyway, we're going back. People have been asking us, like, hey, guys, was this a one-hit wonder? And in our hearts, we're like, absolutely not. But people don't know this. It costs money to travel the world. Yes, it does. And if you've ever been to Las Vegas, like the Strip, not the city, it's it's expensive. And so we need to save our our shekels and our coins. Mm -hmm. And we didn't really even do that. We're going on credit. But it's going to work out. It's going to work out. So if you're listening, you're like, hey, you don't have any sponsors for your podcast. No, we don't. But boom, could boom, we? Boom. Sure could. Share the podcast. Tell your friends. Anyway, we're going to have a blast down there. We're seeing two games, St. Louis and Anaheim. But more importantly, we're seeing our friends and our family. Oh, yeah. that's what, I, Honestly, I'm just excited to be back in the arena to say hi to all the friendly faces that we know and some of the unfriendly ones, you know, see the players and just have a time. This is what we're asking to do this time is we've requested access to the players to grill them on Saskatchewan trivia. Yeah. We want to say, hey, Ryan Reeves, which of these is a Saskatchewan town? Is it elbow or is it knee? And if you're not sure, it could be eyebrow too. Yeah, and the answer is actually elbow. That's two truths and a lie. uh, Elbow and eyebrow. Eyebrow. So hopefully he's not listening because then he'll have the inside scoop. But but how awesome, though, would that be if you were in small town Saskatchewan? Let's Mm -hmm. Let's say you were in, not even Musha, that's big. Climax. You're in Climax, Saskatchewan, and you had an NHL player say, yeah, I know Climax. Yeah. I've been there before. Sure. Well, he probably, I don't know if he has been. I mean, maybe. It's a small town. Anyway, I think it'd be cool, having lived in a small town for a little bit, to know, hey, wait a minute, they're talking about my town. Yeah. It always feels special. It was like when Jimmy Fallon talked about Regina and experienced Regina. Oh, and if you missed that, the city went ballistic. The city went crazy because Jimmy Fallon mentioned Regina (laughs) in a... In a less than like favorable way, like yeah. you made fun of us because we make fun well, of ourselves. I made fun of the song. Yeah. What I'm so happy about now is that was like two opportunities to plug in the Experience Regina song and Becky and Chris. I know you're listening. Regina, Experience Regina. That's for you guys. Well, you know I'm gonna put it in there. Yeah, I know. And then a new development, bump out of bum bum. Our oh, not our sister city, but up north of us is Saskatoon, a city about the same size as us, a little bit bigger, a little bit more forward thinking. They have this campaign that the, the province is building a children's hospital up there. Yes, our they've first been, children's hospital. They've been doing it for it feels like a decade. Yeah, and raising quadrillions of dollars to do it. But they're almost done. It'll be done next year. 
And they want Jimmy Kimmel to come out and help like, do a fundraiser for that because he's obviously been impacted by uh, his, his child's yeah, health sure. and, and, and he knows the, the importance of that. So now we've got this thing where Regina wants Jimmy Fallon and Saskatoon wants Jimmy Kimmel. Yeah, and, and the thing is that the province should actually want Jimmy Kimmel because the Children's Hospital is really for the entire province. Also, Jimmy Kimmel is apparently from Las Vegas. And he's a Golden Knights fan. Yeah, so to me, that's a win-win-win. But also, it puts the pressure on Jimmy Fallon. Yeah. Who, right now, is kind of like, yeah, you know, like, it was, it had a moment. Yeah, and he tweeted, city reached tweeted out the to mayor them. back. He watched our video, we think, we're pretty sure, which was super awesome. So, so surreal and weird. But the mayor sent a care package, and Jimmy Fallon went, meh, so we think. Yeah. Right? So this goes, wait a minute, Jimmy Fallon, if Jimmy Kimmel comes, yeah, you look bad. You look bad. And the ratings are going apparently shot for shot, Kimmel and Fallon recently. I read I read an article that they're basically like swapping nights almost. Really? Yeah. Which Maybe. I know when we looked a little while ago, it wasn't the case, but I think things have, things have tightened. Yeah. So if you're listening to this- Stop it. Use the hashtag KimmelCares or Jim Possible on Twitter, Facebook, that sort of thing. We want to put pressure on these two beautiful, Yahoo's. wonderful, funny men to try and bring awareness to a great cause and also to have, have fun because sure. the world needs more fun. Fun. Speaking of fun, did you hear about Oscar Mayer Wiener? Uh, you know the song, right? If you if like I was to an talk Oscar to Mayer tomatoes. Wiener. No, that's not it. If Now you've ruined it for me. A squash can make you smile. If I was an Oscar Mayer if wiener. If you like to waltz with So Oscar Mayer is this, this hot dog company in the States that is yes. famous. They have the Wienermobile. <laughs> Wienermobile. This, this massive hot dog on wheels. Oh. I wonder it, if it's ever it's been famous. a climax. There was, there was a whistle, uh, a Wienermobile whistle back in the day too. It was... It's awesome. It's kind of like a cult following, but people actually really like it. Yeah, they've been around for years and years and years. But we talk about troll culture a lot on this podcast, and we've got another story we're going to share about Justin Bieber eating a burrito, which is so awesome. But I want to start with this one because this is people taking advantage of troll culture. Mm-hmm. They have a campaign out claiming to the world that a hot dog is a sandwich. A sandwich? Yeah, they're saying, hey, listen, guys. Like two uh, pieces of bread with something between it. Which I would classify as a sandwich. Yeah. They're saying that a hot dog is the same thing. And people are not happy about it. No, because clearly they're just trying to troll them. But I guess, well, what what is a sub? A sub? Well, they call it a sub sandwich. I mean, a sub is not, it's kind of similar, right? Like, especially, do you remember Subway back in the day before they used to split now they like saw it all the way in half. They still leave it connected. But do you remember they used to actually just cut out the yeah, middle? I do. I don't know how they did that. Like but they I do basically that. made it almost like a hot dog, but then put that part. That's of the a bun good back. argument. That's a good argument because people aren't very happy about this. They're but, saying you're crazy, and they're giving all these sort of rules about. Listen, you can't cut a hot dog in half and have two sandwiches. You can do that with a sandwich. You can cut it in half, and you've got two like half a sandwich. If you got a hot dog in half, you've got half a hot dog. Like you've got a cocktail weenie, is what you got. Wow. I mean. It, it's not just about size, though. So this campaign, a hot dog is a sandwich. Try and change our mind, and you've seen this stuff on YouTube. Try yeah, and try and change my mind. It yeah. never works, but it's it's good for getting attention. One eight three three S N D W I C H. You can call in. Sandwich. You can call in and explain to them and try and change their mind why you think a, sa- a hot dog is not a sandwich. It's kind of a brilliant move for a brand who's like, we sell hot dogs. It's not that exciting. But a way to kind of stand out is funny. They, they're starting a movement. That's what they're doing. That's wow. what I think fun people and places do is rather than just advertise, they're starting a movement. Yeah, And this is a funny movement because it's really, it's, it's a troll movement. They're not going to, no one's on board with this. 
but they're winning doing what do you mean it. No one's on board with this. Like everyone's like, in order to be classified, this is a quote from Jeff Fisher at at High Dad Soup on Twitter. Whoa. Quote: In order to be classified as a sandwich, the bread cannot attach at either side. Two independent pieces must exist. Like, no, he's but, very serious about this. Well, yeah, apparently two. But I think some people are trying to kind of troll them back. But I go a submarine sandwich. I guess you know some of them don't connect. Some of them do, but subways do. Oscar Mayer's response: Quote. Oh, I'd love to be an Oscar Mayer wiener. We appreciate the hot take. We'll continue enjoying our hot dog sandwiches as we, as we ponder this. Like they're oh, constantly poking the bear. Oh, okay. And the best part about it is they took these responses, and I can't play them for you because it's all text, but they took these responses, these crazy, you can imagine people calling to this hotline yeah, how sure. heated up they yeah. are, and they put them back and they just troll people back again. And so Oscar Mayer is winning, and then they took it one step further recently. They renamed the Weemobile to the sandwich mobile. Oh, really? And they redeckled the side uh, of it, so now it says sandwich mobile. Hey, I bet that's going to get some people steamed. Ooh, that's actually pretty good. Thank you. Yeah, get them all fired up. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I like a fired up hot dog. Anyway, props to you, Oscar Mayer Wiener. You're winning today. I mean, hopefully they don't leave a bunch of people with grill marks. Now, you've got this wild story. It's another fake news story, but this one kind of speaks again to our outraged yeah. culture of do not offend me or do not do anything weird or else I'm going to get over excited about yeah so i don't know if you saw this making news around the world it's this photo of justin bieber sitting on a park bench and eating a burrito from the middle it was weird like two-handed holding it but eating the middle of the burrito not from either end just going straight into the middle of the burrito if you've ever had a pita sandwich like this where they kind of open up the pita and wrap it around i kind of get this I kind of get it eating from the middle because the ends, you get all the sauce and all like a mouthful of bread. Sure, yeah. And you kind of chow your way through and then you're with two more pita sandwiches. Right. But the the burrito to me is it's pretty evenly dispersed. Yeah. I mean, normally you just eat a burrito from one end to the other end. But it's this picture of Justin Bieber on a park bench and outrage and put on by Vanity Fair and a whole bunch of other like national outlets. Well, turns out the whole thing was staged and fake. Because they found these guys on YouTube. I don't remember the name of their YouTube channel. but Yes, something. Yes, something. Sure. They found a guy who looks just like Justin Bieber. And we, we're not kidding when we say no. just. Like we did on our Facebook live show, Tuesday night, Central Time. Tune in, Justin and Greg. 9 p.m. Central. Facebook.com. Sure. Justin and Greg. Anyway, we did a poll yeah. with real photos of Bieber and this fake Bieber. Yeah. People couldn't tell the difference. Pe- people couldn't tell the difference. Weirdly enough, Canadian also from Toronto, which is kind of the area where Justin Bieber is He's from. He's got to be his brother or something uh, like it, that. It's bizarre. So they found this guy. They flew him out and they got a wig for him and clothes and dressed him up just like Justin Bieber. And they were trying to find different ways to make this go viral and get news for people to think it was a real Justin Bieber. So they had him like walk an old lady across the street and did different things. But somehow burrito. Hey, what is atrocious? Well, there's like rage internet culture. If we get him doing something like eating a burrito from the middle, it's going to go nuts. My favorite part about this whole video, and you can see the backstage of how they plan this whole thing out and pay this guy to come to LA and all that sort of stuff. It's worth watching just to understand, one, how this sort of stuff works and the the effort that goes into it, but two, the game. The game of getting the media's attention and putting things on Reddit and trying to make things go viral. And it's so funny to me, my favorite part is when they're brainstorming the ideas and they're just picking things. Like, you know what's what's hot right now is people protecting grandmas or grandmas are cool 
What if we had a guy eat a burrito sideways? People would be mad about that. And they're I right. Lo- I love that they went on rent a grandma or whatever it's called, where you can rent a grandma to come hang out with you. Got her to do that. But the thing that I guess is a little bit tough is, you know, Vanity Fair reported on this like it was a real story. But you can see in the video, Vanity Fair is calling them, trying to dig in and find out where did you get this photo from? What was the situation surrounding? They're trying to do their homework, but you can see these guys are going, we just have to lie, basically. Like we just have to, you know, skirt the issue and and try and make this up so they believe that it's real you know and it's tough because I feel like that's not necessarily fair to the news outlets. No, it's not. And the, the news outlets are put in this spot where like, well, if they're lying, I can't really say they're lying. I have no kind of evidence to say they're lying. But we've lived through this. With our Gold Knights movement here in Saskatchewan, there was a lot of people that just thought we were trying to troll. Exactly. And didn't want to cover the story. But we're serious about it. No, we are. But we have no way to prove that. No, it could have just been like, it kind of started on a whim, you know, because that's how some of the stuff starts was, you know, we wanted to interview the Twitter guy and they asked like, tell us about your outlet and we made a video and came up with the idea of Saskatchewan adopting the Golden Knights. But then once we did it, we are like, this actually makes a ton of sense and we went for it. Yeah, and we believed it and we realized that there was a connection with the fans down there. But I remember being interviewed up here by CTV and then kind of being like, this feels like phony to me and I'm annoyed that I have to cover this. And that's Mm -hmm. the tension of how do you prove... Like the difference between what real and fake in this instance is so like so different. Like so so close, sorry. Wasn't it like the bodybuilders or who went on that like TV show? Do you remember? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so strongman duo Chop and Steel are here in studio. What what was the story with that? There was these two guys that claimed to be like world class, not bodybuilders, but they they did like workouts in a different way right. things like that and they would break picnic baskets over their legs and they they just trolled the morning show media right. to show how easy it was to get on the morning show and just like make fun of the whole idea of what goes on there. And these guys were, they, I think they did like 37 news outlets. Well, before they were kind of found out. Yeah, before they got sued by, oh, the, by perfect. the news. And then Vice caught onto the story and said, you guys can't sue these guys. It's your own fault for mm. continuing to put them on TV. Right. So then when Vice found out about it and pushed it public, the news outlets dropped the lawsuit against these guys. Wow. It kind of goes back to this story we talked about earlier about the barefoot runner who was complaining about the acorns. Same sort of thing, yeah. You know, and it becomes like national news until leave it to BuzzFeed to do the fact checking and figures it out. So, I mean, it's tough because news cycles move so fast and there is a lot of ridiculous news in the world that's true. So, you know, it's hard to dig through it. But where does this put us moving down the road? Where does this put us? Because right now we're in this culture and this environment with the internet like doing everything and Donald J. Trump tweeting about the World Series and that's news and we have no idea what's real and what's fake. Does it not just make everything fake in our minds? We go, I don't believe that or I don't want to believe that or I don't listen to the news at all. And then where are we? I think what I see happening is people deciding something is true because it aligns with what they already believe. And that seems to be the big thing where I'm like, you know, people are sharing these obscure articles that, you know, back what they want to believe. And then people are like, this like this isn't even real, but it happens all the time on both sides everywhere. And now you can find those articles and those reports and those scientific findings and those opinions and those experts and those scientists, everything backs up what you want to believe. And there's no incentive for you to switch or even to listen because everything you've heard is right. Well, because we've got this next story that we want to talk about, about how grumpy people live longer. And it's basically this long article that looks at all of this data that says that people who are like defensive and a little bit negative, they actually live longer than other people. But what's interesting about the article is there's tons of data in there, but I imagine you could potentially find data on the other side too. A lot of it's social 
social scientists kind of work where there's really you're you're measuring feelings and opinions on things yeah. and that sort of stuff like not actually you, they can't objectively prove that grumpy people live longer 100% of the time. They yeah. bring up some good good advice, sure. though, in some good inter- instances where I know that when we go on a call with a client or a potential client, you are, are always defensive before we go into the call. Mm-hmm. And that, I'm always, I always make fun of you because I'm like, dude, chill out. We're going to be okay. But now I realize, having read this article, that's actually preparing you, right? It's, it's getting your, yeah. your mode in. I think they said like fight mode or whatever. Like your senses are up and you're ready to think on the spot and discuss and that sort of thing. Yeah. And- yeah. It works for me because I can be a big people pleaser. And I learned quickly when I had my own company and did my own business that when you people please and you say yes to things you don't want to do or shouldn't be doing just because you don't want to disappoint somebody, it, it that doesn't end well. And so the way that I ended up coping with that was kind of coming in with shields up because I would go into a meeting, they'd throw out ideas. I'm like, oh yeah, that sounds amazing. It's going to be awesome. Da, da, da. And then when I get time to process it afterwards, I go, this is a horrible idea, but I've already kind of agreed to and got excited about it. So now I go in with a little bit more of a curmudgeon attitude. Yeah, and you get there because you're protect- protecting yourself. Yeah. And I love this quote, anger really prepares the body to mobilize resources. It tells you that the situation you're in is bad and gives you the energetic boost to get you out of it. And I think that not that you're angry going into these calls, right. but you're you've got a mindset a that bit says defensive. I'm ready yep. to go here yep. and I'm going to protect myself yep. from doing work that I don't want to do. Yep. And all you need is a few different scars to really realize that. So sure. you uh you win this round, man. Thank you. You can be a curmudgeon, and I'll be the happy guy. Speaking of winning rounds, you remember when Netflix killed Blockbuster? The best. Kind of. I mean, I'm happy with the service, but like that's a thing that we'll never get back. Rushing into Blockbuster on Friday after work to hope because they only had like a hundred copies of the new movie, and they'd be all rented out, and you couldn't. And then they came out with like the guaranteed, where they guaranteed it would be there, but sometimes it wasn't. Then there was no late fees, and before that, it was you had to rewind your stuff, and it was crazy. I, I realized though, nothing's changed in terms of. I would go to Blockbuster or Rogers Video up here in Canada, and I would spend thirty plus yeah, minutes exactly with, trying to find something. If there was to watch. more than one person in the group, let's say oh, it with yeah, four of trying us, trying to find it with like seven people decide on a movie, you could never do it because everyone would just argue about like now i've seen that one yeah or that one sucks and you can never you can almost never find a movie that you all agreed on and if you do the same thing with netflix now yeah there's the same problem absolutely the same exact same thing but i mean there was candy and there was popcorn and it was like you know an event to go there I remember we had a small corner store where they had 99 cent rentals because nice. like the expensive blockbuster ones were like seven bucks to rent a movie, which seemed like so much money at the time. Now I'm no. like, that's an iTunes rental. It's it's normal now. But the local place was a dollar for one day rentals. And of course, it would always take us about eight or nine days to remember to return the movie. So it was always more money. Did you get... Yeah, you got late fees. Oh, yeah. All the time. There was this 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 moment going around Twitter called, what's your biggest fear in the 90s? And if you can think back to the, like how fast we progress as a culture, yep. what are some of your biggest fears? And I laughed at a bunch of them because they're so real. One of them was waiting for my favorite song to come on the radio so I could record it on my cassette tape. Remember that? Yeah. My older brother would do that all the time. He would make mixtapes doing that. It would take forever for him to do that. The next one is around, you know, Discmans, which were these like portable CD players, if you're not familiar with that. And they're talking about like how to fit it in their, your pocket because you'd be out and you had this Discman. You couldn't do it. The other thing I laughed at was when you were on a bumpy road and you would run out of anti-skip protection because they would have this buffer of like four seconds you could have where things could bounce around and it wouldn't skip and then it would skip. I remember when Anti-Shock came in that Panasonic had these, had these expensive Shockwave CD, CD players and you could like shake them for 40 seconds and it was like, that is so cool. You could do that. Yeah. 
And then everything changed. I actually remember when Apple launched the iPad, the original, not iPad, uh, iPod. iPod, iPod, right? And we don't actually give them a lot of credit for this anymore because no. they've moved past this, but that was massive. It was a super expensive 1,000 songs in your pocket. And I remember a bunch of celebrities bought it and people were like, that's never going to catch on. That's stupid. doesn't make any sense. And then now look at it. And it's a weird thing because now hardly anyone buys an iPod because you just have your phone and it's kind of the same thing. But early in the day, you had your phone and you had your iPod separate. But then do you remember how everybody was coming to try and an iPod killer? I remember those were like first days. The iPod Zune. killer. Microsoft the Zune. Zune. Microsoft Zune. And you had every single con- company with their MP3 players trying to make an iPod killer. Nobody did. No, because it was always so hard to use and didn't make any sense. And people would rather pay for something that works yep. than save money for something that doesn't work. And if you don't believe me, go buy a tablet from Canadian Tire for $50. Like it feels good for a moment, but when it breaks no, down, your kid's same. unhappy. Yeah. It's not good. Anyway, you mentioned you mentioned Blockbuster Video Rentals. There's one on here about dialing up and someone getting, cutting off your internet. Yeah, your internet dies because somebody picked up the phone, the phone? to make a phone call. People only had one, one phone line. One phone line, and it was. it was internet and that. So. Developing your film and it taking oh, man. a week. To figure out whether your pictures turned out. Right, because you just had no idea. There's one on here that says, leaving the PlayStation on because you didn't have a memory card yet and praying that no one would turn it off while you're gone. That, totally. That, that was... Yeah. <laughs> That leave it on so. pause, turn on the TV, leave a note on the TV and on the PlayStation. Do not touch this. Do not turn yeah. this off. Because you could lose like, remember Metal Gear Solid with Snake. And you could lose like hours of your life if somebody turned off the PlayStation. Yeah, you, you go back even further to normal Nintendo where you couldn't save things, right? And so if you got reset, like you're starting from the beginning. Yep. And if you die, back to start, like that was super annoying. So if you're listening to this, stop it. There it is again. So if you're listening to this. Stop it. Yeah, they're already listening to this. What a dumb thing to say. Why do I say that? I don't know. Anyway, give us your best hashtag biggest fear from the 90s. Mine going back would probably be are my are my pants baggy enough? Are we are my pants skinny enough? Or is my mushroom cut is my mushroom cut like perfectly parted? <sighs> Mine was will somebody think my mushroom cut is an undercut cuz that's what I really want. Okay, this is one of my favorite stories I've come across in a long time. So, there's a story about this guy in Arkansas. His name was Waddell. And he was walking in the desert somewhere doing something somehow and fell into an abandoned mine. Just fell in. Well, I, I, yeah, I, I guess he just fell into an abandoned mine, which is kind of strange. Maybe he was on his phone. You know how people get on your phone, you're not okay, really paying attention, happen. but you walk, you would think there'd be better protection around the abandoned mine, right? like a fence or something, so you don't just fall in. Yeah, wrap up that mine. Make, let people know that there's a mine there. Anyway, he, he falls in, falls 100 feet down. 100 feet? Which is terrifying to think about. I mean, I'm trying to remember like nine, but what's gravity? 9.8 meters per second. It's like 30 da, plus da, 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 da. meters. Like you're falling for three full seconds. One, 1,000, two, 1,000, Yeah, and it's, three, it's probably not the Hollywood Boom. fall either where you're falling straight down the middle and no. landing in. And it, you're hitting the sides and oh. getting hit by, by chunks of wood. So Waddell falls into this mine and at the very bottom, what does he find? He's Sorry, he was okay? Oh, no, he had two broken legs. Did I miss that? <laughs> Good for him for landing on his feet. He's a cat. Waddell the cat. Yeah, but the cats never get hurt. Well, I think if they fell 100 feet, I don't know. We're not trying that out yeah, either. No. Anyway, no. We'll, we'll say like Waddell's part cat broke yeah. both of his legs. So he's oh. down at the bottom of this mine. No cell service because he's oh, 100 feet down. The pain. But the worst part about this story in my eyes is who he's down there with. Uh, Jerry Springer. You would think that that wouldn't be so bad. But no, he was in a snake-filled mine, no. and not just any snake, rattlesnakes. Because <gasps> 100 feet down, it's got to be dark. It's got to be dark. Dark, 
two broken legs. You're in excruciating pain. You're probably bruised in a bunch of other places oh, too. You're thirsty. And then you're hungry. You land. You realize you pick up your phone. Realize you got no service because you're 100 feet down a mine shaft. And then you hear the sound of the snakes. They're like. That was that was the best sound we've made actually of him making this because mine is always like, which is not actually. Yeah, yours is yours is. Thank you. It's something. Or could you imagine? I no, couldn't I imagine. I, I just die. No, here's the best part about this story. And maybe he had a flashlight on his phone that worked for a little bit too. Oh yeah, that could be true, yeah. This guy, over the course of the two days, so he would yell, hey, oh, I'm man. down here, I'm down here, before he got pulled out two days later. This guy ended up killing with his bare hands three rattlesnakes. Who is Waddell? Two broken legs at the bottom of a pit. You kill three rattlesnakes with your bare hands, I think it said, before... They could bite him? While you're listening to this, close your eyes and just picture yourself sitting down with no leg movement in a mine that you don't have a lot of room and you're filled and there's all these snakes around you. And somehow you no. grab no. these snakes. Yeah, like they go to bite you and you just grab them by the neck? Ah, like what is that? You? That's not a, That actually happened. Yeah, or do you think he's just a good storyteller? I mean, it could have. I, I didn't see any photos of the dead snakes. Yeah, I mean, it reported on by Real News, so hopefully they did their fact-checking. Right. Unlike some other outlets. Well, probably. and if you're going to call yourself Real News, come on. It's got to yeah. be Real News. Right? That is... Oh. Anyway, I hope he has a master class on the internet soon about Waddell teaches survival in pits with snakes and broken legs. I couldn't even take the class. Like, Why? the last thing I want to look in the face of is a, a king cobra. Could you imagine? All right, step one of the master class, what we need to do is break both your legs. Right. What? No. Yeah, this is important. One of the craziest facts of snakes I've I found out was like the king cobra can be up to eighteen feet long. What? Yeah, and it can stand up eighteen feet long. Oh, and let me finish. It can stand up. You know how they like snakes can stand up yeah. up to one third of its body length. So you can have six a, foot tall king cobra looking king you cobra? in the eye, looking you looking down on you because you're five foot eleven and a half. Oh my goodness! How terrifying would that be? Yeah. No thanks. No, I would just 18 say, feet long? Just take me now, oh. right? Like, I don't know how to negotiate with a serpent like that. Well, if you want to know, take his master class. Waddell teaches snake killing. Waddell teaches bareheaded snake killing. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that's like a real life Chuck Norris story. Okay, one more story, and then, I, then we can go. There, You've heard of this Post Malone guy. Uh, yeah, a hockey player? No, he's a he's an artist. Oh, he played for the Utah Jazz. He's a strange cat, but he's super popular. People love him. He's a, he's a musician. Okay. Tons of tattoos. I would say he's quirky. Okay. And he's very popular for that. Sure. And I think because he has Yeah, everybody music. loves this idea, especially the youngest generations, about like self-expression in whatever way that looks like. Yeah, and so this guy, a lot of people dress up as him for Halloween because, well, he's He's, he's kind of like that. And he's probably easy to imitate in the sense of you put together the right or right outrageous things and people know who you're trying to be. Yeah, and when, one thing that I thought was cool about him, he went on this show Ghost Hunters okay, and was exposed to what is considered the most possessed object in the world. What? Yeah, there's some box that is considered the most possessed thing in the world and it's like kept in a plastic whatever and these guys on Ghost Hunters went and took this plastic case off and opened up this box with this most like demonic most possessed thing in the world and Post Malone's in the room with it then they do this other episode with Post Malone like in this dark place in this building and the thing, whole thing is crazy the whole thing is wow. nuts because they're like I, I felt something on my neck I feel sick like it, people are weirding wow. out and it is wild you can go see it on Twitter Put that thing back where it came from, also help me. Get that thing away from me, you guys. Anyway, just as wild is this rubber shoe called Crocs. (laughs) 
just as wild. They have stores. I mean, some people might say more demonic. Yeah. Like, I, I, it, where I'm from, Crocs are something you do not wear outside. Okay, when I say Crocs, who's the person you think of? Crocs. Uh, my friend Danny Mills used to wear red Crocs around the house uh-huh. unabashedly. He was sh- shameless about it. I'm Mario Batelli. Who's that? He's the Iron Chef. And I just like he always wears Crocs. The thing about the Crocs, though, is it's one of those things where, kind of like AirPods, the utility for a lot of people sure. is way higher than how it, how you look and how you perceive publicly. Sure. And so people go, yeah, I love Crocs. Well, Crocs is figuring out how to, like, again, kind of game the system. And they're making these celebrity Croc, like, one-off shoes yeah. that are selling out. Well, wasn't it? It was like a few years ago where one designer marched their model down the runway at some crazy fashion show in Crocs. And then it's happening like more and more and more. And we live in this really weird time where big, chunky, ugly sandals are back. Like Birkenstocks. Birkenstocks are everywhere. And before they were like the orthopedic shoes for old people. And now they're just super cool. But they're also extremely practical too, I'm told. Yeah. They're like, well, you could wear the what are the wooden shoes. Uh, clogs. Clogs. Like I actually have friends who have clogs because they believe in the health benefits of clogs. Well, I worked in the restaurant industry and you're, when you're standing all day, yeah. these guys would have wooden clogs yeah. in their shoes and I guess the wood adheres to your feet and it works right. properly. And if you do it, like it's hard initially, yeah. but once the wood moves, like, you get the most comfortable shoe in the world, wow. they say. Yeah. Anyway, put it together. You've got Crocs doing a collaboration with Post Malone. That. We live in such a broken world. That launched yesterday, November 1st. This is November 2nd. Sold out. <laughs> How brilliant for Crocs, though. They go, hey, Actually, people don't think we're cool. We'll show them we're cool. Yeah, they're taking advantage of like these one-off collaborations and making things unique. Kind of like Supreme. The, the whole brand does all these uh, Supreme, yeah. like very unique, limited. Very expensive. Yeah, very expensive. I don't think these Crocs are that expensive. Maybe less. No. I, some of them are selling no, for 500 plus bucks, actually. Yeah, they talked about some crazy platform, $850 ones, and they've done some crazy, and they just like, they sell out. So they're staying relevant. So we're here actually to announce that when we go down to Vegas, we're going to try- see if we can find. No. No. Gold Crocs? No, I was going to see if we may have collaboration of Justin and Greg sweaters with one of the Golden Knights. Maybe oh. Chance. Maybe Chance will be collaborate with well, us. Well, I have this idea for, because I don't want to get sued for copyright, of a shirt that says, hey, my favorite province, Saskatchewan in big letters, my favorite city, Vegas, uh, my favorite color, Golden, my favorite medieval character, Knights. How long is this shirt? My favorite... Western thing. Riders. It'll be Saskatchewan, Vegas, Golden Knight Riders, but they're all given context, so I can't right. be sued. That is that is a great shirt if you're eight feet tall and you have a long torso. No, no. You just make the font really small on the other things. So it just says Saskatchewan, Vegas, Golden Knight Riders, and then there'll be some little text in between each of them. It's very small. I want to know what the coolest collaborations you guys have seen or heard of ever have been. And if you could think of one for us, shop.justinagreg.ca that's our shop we can do our collaboration there maybe with oh, you yeah. listen to this we could make we could make a shirt if you have a good idea we'll make a Justin and Greg shirt with your idea so yeah, get at us if, if we use it we'll obviously give you a shirt for free absolutely or a tennis banner whatever the idea is anyway that's the podcast do us a favor and share this with one, with, with a friend yeah if, find if, a find a friend you know what in fact if you want to get a friend put on a shirt and tie and knock on people's doors and spread the good word about Justin and Greg. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. That's good. Print out a photo of us, make it into a pamphlet, and let's start converting people yes. on the Jags Nation. What's going yes. on here? You can have a little name tag. It says Elder Millennial, and then your name. It's perfect. Boom. Boom.